0: After 6 a.m., good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday back to school, back to work, and the Yom Yushalayim Yom Chevron special coming up. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
1: Lan va Eden, Ha'ir Shah, Shellah, Shed, 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 Shabbat Shah, Shabbat 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 Shell, im shell, the shell, the shell, the shell, the shell, Shore, I'm a shore I'm a a shore, Shalim Shel Zaha,
2: dark and lonely street A car came along and pulled up by my side And inside was a rabbi with a long white beard He said, Son, I'm gonna take you for a ride Why don't we go up to Jerusalem Oh, up to Jerusalem Yeah, up Jerusalem with me, yeah. I drove down to the pyramids of Egypt, and Pharaoh's army stood in front of me. But I saw Moses walking through the path in the water. Moses said, Son, won't you come along with me? Why don't we go up to Jerusalem? Oh, up to Jerusalem. Yeah, up to Jerusalem with me. Why don't we go up to Jerusalem? To Jerusalem, yeah, up to Jerusalem with me. Jerusalem, go oh, up to Jerusalem, go up to Jerusalem with me.
0: celebrating both Jerusalem and Chevron on this Yom Chevron. It's Monday at J.M. in the A.M. Good morning, all. I uh, hope you enjoyed your uh, your Yom Yerushalayim yesterday. A big thank you to Matas Weingas for conducting a wonderful Yom Yerushalayim special yesterday morning. Today is Yom Chevron, so we're sort of combining a Jerusalem and Hevron celebration this morning, and Mayor Weingarten will join us here at J.M. in the A.M. Harav Rav Yosef Tzvi Rimon is expected in our third hour this morning. And um we'll try to uh get to as much as possible between now and 9 a.m. right here at AM in terms of Jerusalem and Chevron. Uh, you heard Eitan Katz with Yerushalayim, Leva Nefesh at Uvenay. The IDF Chief Rabbinate Choir with the Jerusalem Medley, Gershon was up to Jerusalem. Chedva and David, Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme song, Maasecha Hashem, from Regesh. Modani opening things up. As we say, good morning. JM and the AM for this Monday, May 18th, the 29th of ER. It's Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan. Believe it or not, Rosh Chodesh begins tonight. Our Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chavron special is dedicated to the memory of Binyamin Ben Moshe. That's Mr. Benjamin Lebin, Or Mr. Benjamin Leben, more accurately, I believe. Uh, whose yard site is on the 29th of Er today, the 14th yard site. And I thank the Leban family, um, who are supporting our great radio show and are dedicating our Yom lim and Yom Chavron programs to uh, Benjamin Ben Moshe, Mr. Benjamin Leban and is much appreciated. Uh, it is the era of Rosh Chodesh, as we said, which means we start saying Yalaviyovo tonight. A one day Rosh Chodesh Sivan. Today is day 44 in the counting of the Omer. Six weeks and two days. Today is day number 44 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Oh, I have everything but the current temperature. That's funny. <laughs> we got everything down. But uh, somebody, Forgot to write down, forgot to write down the actual current temperature in Jersey City. (laughs) 71 degrees outside. Wow, that's pretty good. 71. Holy cow. 71 degrees, 84% humidity. Winds are north at six miles per hour. Cloudy skies with a high temperature of 66. Then tonight showers late, a low of 58. Tomorrow scattered thunderstorms, a high temperature of seventy five degrees. Ninety right now in Yerushalayim, where a massive heat wave is underway. I don't know if it'll last through Shavuos or not. But I know the emergency services in Israel are gearing up for the first real heat wave of the year, and boy, this seems like a um this seems like the real deal, so to speak. Right now Israel is uh or at least Jerusalem is at uh, ninety degrees. Ninety one. Now they're at ninety one, and they're expecting ninety three degrees today. Ninety five degrees tomorrow, uh, and then fine. Well, I guess then it breaks. Wednesday eighty eight. Thursday it'll be in the seventies. So they have a couple of days today and tomorrow. A couple of days. Of some rough, hot weather over in Israel. It's Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chevron. It's actually Yom Chevron. Uh, Yom Yerushalayim was yesterday, Jerusalem Day, 28th of ER, going back to 1967. Uh, the next day is Yom Chevron. And, um, it is amazing when you consider the timing that Harav Moshe Levinger passed away over the weekend. Leading religious Zionist figure, Moshe Levinger, one of the founders of the Gush Emunim Settlement Movement and founder of the modern-day Jewish community in Hebron, passed away this past Shabbos at the age of 80. He was a leading halachic and ideological figure in the religious Zionist world, had been a close disciple of Rav Tzvi Yehuda Yehuda Kuk and Rabbi Avraham Shapira, Rabbi Levinger's rabbinical career began when he was appointed rabbi of the religious Zionist Kibbutz Lavi and later became rabbi of Moshev Nechalim. He is better known for his leadership and activism as part of the Gush Emunim movement, which among other things reestablished the Gush Etzion block south of Jerusalem following the Six-Day War. Gush Etzion's previous Jewish residents had been massacred by Arab forces in 1948 and remained devoid of any Jewish presence under Jordanian occupation. Rabbi Levinger is perhaps best known for leading the movement to reestablish the ancient Jewish community of Hevron, which had been ethnically cleansed by bloody Arab riots in 1929. On Pesach, a year after, less than a year after the city's liberation by the IDF in the Six Day War, Rabbi Levinger was among a group of Jews who celebrated the Seder night at the Park Hotel in Chevron. At the end of the festival, the group led by Rabbi Levinger refused to leave spent three years living in the military authority compound. They were eventually relocated just outside the city where they founded the town of Kiryat Arba, named after one of the other names given to Chevron in the Torah. Following the Yom War War, Levinger represented the Jews in the Shomron and their struggle with the labor-led government of Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin. In 1987, he was voted... In a poll by the now-defunct Kadashot newspaper, which asked 22 Israelis from across, uh, leading Israelis from across the political spectrum to name the person of the generation, the man or woman who has had the greatest effect on Israeli society in the last 20 years, Rev Levinger shared the top spot with Menachem Begin. In 92, he founded the Torah of Eretz Israel Party, but failed to pass the threshold into Knesset, awarded the Moskowitz Prize for Zionism in 2013, survived by his wife Miriam, whom many of our listeners have met in Chevron, and their 11 children, many who have gone on to play significant roles in the religious Zionist community. So there you have it. The funeral took place yesterday at Marat Bela, and uh, Rav Levinger was laid to rest in the ancient Jewish cemetery in Chevron. Passed away at the age of 80, and the timing, as I say, is, is fascinating. He uh, was buried on Yom Yerushalayim, and of course the next day today is Yom Chavron. Erev Rosh Chodesh, it's J.M. in the A.M. Today is a celebration, our two-day celebration of Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chavron continues. I want to thank Matis again for uh, putting together an amazing Yom Yerushalayim special yesterday online on the J.M. Sunday program. Today we get to celebrate Yom Yerushalayim and Hevron together right here at J.M. in the A.M.
3: Toch <laughs> David?
4: Yerushalayim Yes, Y el o ieder schlaim yer schlaim again
0: Monday morning, celebrating both Yom Yerushalayim, which was yesterday, and Yom Chevron, which is today, on this Erev Rosh Chodesh. That's Avremel Avram Freed with Yerushalayim, or with Yerushalayim, I should say. Chevron Shali, that's Avremel as well. Pirche Yerushalayim, Uri Buskila, and Dedi, all with Chevron selections. Monday morning on this Erev Rosh Chodesh, day 44 in the counting of the Omer. Today's Yom Yerushalayim Yom Hevron presentation in memory of Binyamin Ben Moshe, whose 14th yard site is being observed today. It's America's one and only Jewish moment in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world in the web, jmnam.org. I'll introduce Mayor Weingarten to you in a moment. First, we're going to listen to whatever our... Newscast from Israel comes through over these airwaves. Hopefully the entire newscast will. And then Mayor Weingarten and I will continue as we celebrate Jerusalem and Chevron, and then welcome a very special guest into our studio later on this morning. All happening today as we celebrate Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Hebron at JM in the AM.
5: הותה לפרסום כי המשטרה עצרה עשרות חשודים מארגוני פשיעה ברחבי הארץ בחשד עם בפרשה חדשה שמטלטלת את העולם התחתון כתבתנו עדה שטייף פרשת 512 מכונה פרשה שרק חלק מפרטיה הותרו לפרסום מדובר בחקירה הכוללת שורת אירועים וחשדות לביצוע עבירות בארץ ובחול בתחומי הפשיעה חמורה והמאורגנת בין אלימות, רצח, ניסיונות רצח סמים סחר בסמים היחידה לעב 433 של. עשרות חשודים ומורבים חמישים מהם נעצרו או עוקבו לחקירה בחר יובאו חלקם להערכת מעצר. הוא דבר קיומה של הפרשה שפרטים רבים ממנה כאמור עדיין חסויים מותר לפרסום לאחר הרמיזה הזו של המפכל דנינו בצהריים בחנס עורכי הדין בילת.
6: בימים הקרובים תתפרסם חקירה מהיותר גדולות ומשמעותיות שמשטרת ישראל ניהלה אי פעם בתחום ארגוני הפשיעה במדינת ישראל. אנחנו נמשיך לנהל מאבק בלתי מתפשר בפשיעה החמורה והמאורגנת למען אזרחי מדינת ישראל.
5: ידרחה ב immutable מינר דאנ ל'אנטוניאו אקשא ורדאנ מגיע חוק חדש של אנิกת בזק כותבת נושירה חדשה נקאר
7: צאת יקשורת לשעבר ארדאנ הודיע כי יגיע את חוק אשר תחייב בזק למכור את החזקותה בתחום התוכן והשירותים בהם יס ווולה לדברה בזק קסטה הכול כדי לתקן את ה reformו והגיע למסקנה כי אדרח נחנאל את מודדים מ הוא אותה למכור את החזקותה ולasher אותה חפורת השתיות
5: משחח ארגל הصرفות ברחוב הירחץ יותר מהאסרה ציבת הקיבוץ בסיוע מתוסים מנסים ללחמ בשאר בשאר חורnea בדלקות שפרצו בקניטאלי ירושלים וazeor בתי אושוויה מגדה יותר פרצוץ סרפות דולות בודי ארה וסמוך לקיבוץ ציבת אמך בכול המקרים אין נפגעים מרבה איש מתגישים כי בשל מזג גאווהר אין להעביר מדורות ברחוב הירחץ. ה לי די מרח בגלצ שמשבר בח מקלים לאיסרל פטר וד יום ומם לסות שמוש בם יה זהב בצו סוחיתו
8: ו מקלים
5: לסול וים יטורם ליד יו הנידם ש לרי The
9: United States looks forward to working with the new government on ways to achieve progress toward a two-state solution. Even as we enter a period in which direct negotiations appear difficult to resume, it's critical that we find other ways to keep the two-state solution alive
5: and viable for the future. התחזית כאמור שרבי ברוב הזורי הארץ. במקומות מסוימים הטמפרטורות שימו לב מטפסות למעל 40 מעלות. שטו המון המון מים. ולסיום מושלם פינוי של כמה מבנים מיתולוגיים במחנה צריפין. כתבנו יאונתן בנייה.
10: אגף ההנדסה
6: במשרד הביטחון השלים היום את פינוי מבנה המטבח המיתולוגי של מחנה צריפין. המטבח ששטחו כ-1720 מטרים רבועים שירית ב-40 השנים האחרונות את כלל חיילי בעד שש' the AM Chag Sameach Mayor Wine Garden or at least Chag Sameach maybe a day
5: late. Right.
0: Yes. But nonetheless, Hug Samef. Yeah, Why happy. were you so alarmed? Had you not heard the news that Israel is under a massive heat wave?
9: I did, but to go, I mean, over 40 degrees, that's pretty intense.
0: Well, it's 95, so is that is that equal? Like Is 95 equal to 40, or they were talking about it, a part of the country that's
9: even warmer than that? Um, I don't know. I'll have to... Uh, what is 40 So I'm going to check it right now on my little conversion. Uh...
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that's how the show is beginning. We're trying to figure out what 40 Celsius is on a more familiar scale to us, the Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit scale. What is 40 is the question. We can probably Google it in a second.
9: Yeah, days. that's true, but I have a thing. Remember here. the old
0: days, pen and paper, and you had to figure yeah, out. that's
9: crazy, right?
0: Multiply by this, and what's the formula? Hey, anybody remember the formula? Anybody remember how to do... Uh, that's
9: right. And now you can just to go online centigrade
0: to Fahrenheit? and fumfer
9: with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Centigrade.
0: Yeah, what's 40? 40 would be how much uh, on the...
9: Is, uh well, in Kelvin, it's 3.13.1. What is that, from Star Trek? I don't even know what that is. 104. <gasps> 40 is 104? Yeah. So it never gets 40 in yeah. So uh, They didn't say Yerushalayim. They I know, said but I'm, parts saying, of but the country but I'm that... saying in Yerushalayim you'll never see a Right, 40. I do
0: not ever remember 40. <laughs> because apparently in Yerushalayim today is 93, tomorrow is supposed to be 95. <laughs> wow, that's tough. And then the Wednesday it breaks. Wednesday, that, it's back into the 70s. Tough. Wow, that's funny. I didn't realize. I thought, when you, I thought there is an occasional 40, but really not. I don't think so. You have, I to, mean, you have to be in a lot to be consistently. Yeah, strong. a lot
9: is for sure. But, yeah. you know, maybe I'm wrong, and I'm sure they have um, records going back many years.
0: Right, unless this is just simply a global warming thing, where now 40 is going to be much more... Uh, common that it you used to mean, uh, be. You uh, must mean a climate to change. Climate like, uh, change thing. Yeah, whatever it's called. It's possible that this is now going to be the new trend, where we're going to be at 40 consistently. Yeah. Boy,
9: Hashem, we have air conditioning.
0: Could you imagine a Yom Mishalim celebration? Was it like this yesterday, when they were dancing in the
9: streets with the incredible it flags? It was very hot. Yes. It was hot yeah, yesterday? Yeah, but they danced nonetheless, tens of thousands. Yeah, and boy, they chose interesting places to dance. Many places
0: that were... uh that that got international attention, you know. They, it's amazing
9: yes. how where how Jews' dance yes. becomes an international New York Times well, news story. Well, what's interesting is... Well, I don't read the Times. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't read the Times. So I, well, I just I'll take your word for it. I'm what? just surmising. <laughs> Excuse so, me. Um, here's the issue: They've been doing the Rikud Galim, the march through the streets of Yerushalayim, with tens of thousands of people waving flags and dancing and singing the whole way down to the Kotel. They've been doing this for decades, right? But now, and it's so it it it, it is, I, I guess, par for the course in Israel, the left. The radical left wing starts bringing up this, well, you know, they there have been terrible situations where they march through certain Arab areas and then there have been racist remarks. You have tens of thousands of people and you have a few, you know, unfortunately. I'd incidents. Isolated incidents say because you have a few nut jobs who, you know, do crazy things. So they went to the high court to try and get it banned and that they should have to go through <laughs> another area. So the minute the world sees mm. that we have a weakness, right. it starts with us. It always starts with us. Of a little course. crack in the wall and they they run a bulldozer through it. So don't you think that the Arabs came out yesterday and were waving Palestinian flags at Sharshem during the Rikud Galim? They were asking for it. They were waiting for somebody. And and the world media was waiting for it, too. They were standing there waiting for it. (sighs) If we don't believe in ourselves.
0: Yeah. Even Yom Yusheleim has uh, fallen victim to this. As you say to ourselves. Yeah. Today is Yom Chevron, uh, the day after Yom Yerushalayim, the day after the reunification of the city of Jerusalem in 1967 was the recapture, if you will, or moving back into the holy city of Chevron. Took place in the 29th of ER. Uh, Rabbi Levinger, as we mentioned earlier, passed away over Shabbat. He was uh, buried, laid to rest on Yom Yerushalayim yesterday. And uh, speaking about, I mean, somebody who had an amazing leadership role, somebody who had an incredible influence on so many people and really the entire nation of Israel as was evidenced by the way the uh, the media and the government at least recognized that he had such a tremendous impact but there's nothing that will fill his resume the way uh, the way the uh, reemergence of Jewish presence in Hebron did i mean he is responsible for the uh, Jewish community of Hebron, the way it is today, the way it began back in 1968, just months after the war.
9: Right. He he is one of those people that you can say about him, he changed the course of Jewish history. No doubt. One man. No doubt.
0: And uh, he's remembered fondly, passed away at the age of 80. I heard that the Yom Yerushalayim special online, JM Sunday yesterday, was spectacular. That's the rumor I heard. I was, of course... Uh, at the Mizrahi Apollo Mizrahi, as you know, at our Yom Yerushalayim right. Tzvila, right. so I have an excuse that I why I okay. wasn't tuned in. You know?
9: That's why we have archives.
0: Yeah, an excused absence. <laughs> but I hear it was an amazing celebration. A to vote to wine Juanes, and of course to you as well. Thank We're you. keeping everybody in the spirit of the day. It was mainly
9: Matas. I just joined really? him for part of the show. It was really him. It was always him. He's uh, J.M. Sunday. He's Mr. Sunday. He, he is, Sunday. is Mr. Sunday, and he's Mr. Jerusalem. There <laughs> you go. There you go. We're displacing you now. It was a lot of fun. You no longer have that moniker as Mr. Jerusalem. I, I don't think any one person can carry <laughs> that moniker. Maybe King David. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we might be able to recognize that fact.
0: Yeah, yeah that King know,
9: David deserves that title. King Solomon. But you know,
0: today's Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chaveron special is uh, being dedicated in the memory of Yemen Ben Moshe, whose uh, 14th yard site is today the 29th of Iyar I thank the Leban family. Uh, for supporting J.M. and the A.M. and for commemorating the art site by uh, by doing so today on Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chevron. That's right, we're combining these two amazing days. It's day 44 in the counting of the Omer, J.M. and the A.M. with more coming up. Chag Sameach, everybody, as we celebrate Jerusalem and Chevron at J.M. and the A.M. <laughs>
10: Let's go, 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 let us
0: Danieli with Chevron. We are celebrating Yerushalayim, which we did minutes ago with Arye Kuntsler's selection and Chevron. Here on a Yom Chevron Monday at JM in the AM. It's Erev Rosh Chodesh, day forty-four in the counting of the Omer. Mayor Weingarten is here. You know what that means? It means we're celebrating here at JM in the AM. Now you tell me that uh, moments ago off the air, you told me that
9: Michael Oren had a uh, yes. Michael Lauren. Tell our precious audience before he was an ambassador and before he was a Knesset member, he was an academic and a historian. And he wrote probably the definitive book on the Six Day War an amazing book. It's called Six Days. What's it called? I don't know. Six Days Something by Michael Lauren. I'll I'll get it. Look it up on Amazon. It's fine. Um, So he, yesterday in an interview, revealed that he discovered a document. The day before, Israel entered the old city. The day before. So the troops were already... Six days of war. Six days of war? Yeah. Thank you. What did I say? Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, the troops were already aligned. That means the troops were already on Har Hazetim and on Har Hatzofim and at the Rockefeller Museum. Everybody was ready. And everybody knew that the next morning, Israel is going into the old city. And yet, on that day... Israel sent, Levi Eshkol sent a message to King Hussein of Jordan. And the message was sent through British and American diplomats. And it seems that Israel never revealed this document till this day. They've never released it from the archive. He found it in the British archives. Wow. That's <laughs> so... love <Let> here. <laughs> so the government of Israel... Propo- uh, and you have to remember another thing: at that moment, at be- being that Israel was winning, oh, yeah. the entire world was pressuring Israel to accept a ceasefire. Because right. the minute Israel starts winning, there has to be a ceasefire. <laughs> you know that. yeah. Every single it's, war, international rule. That, that is yes. I think it is a universal.
11: <laughs> oh
9: my God! Israel will be nothing awful. changes. Israel will be awful at risk. You know, every, every time they, every time they take a lead, they got to <laughs> yes, stop. <at> the, <laughs> ceasefire, the game's over. So they sent. So they were pressured and they didn't they they felt that they had to give in to the pressure. It's just unbelievable. All right. They sent this message to Hussein and he said, if you accept the following terms, we will agree to a ceasefire and Israel will not enter the old city. <gasps> the day before Khaf expelled the Egyptian advisors and personnel from Jordan because this, you know, Egyptian, right. Egypt was the gang leader here right. agreed to direct negotiations with Israel to end in a peace treaty that's it? that was it those two conditions? yeah but they knew that he couldn't accept either So, those two conditions would have prevented Israel from going into the old city of Jerusalem Hussein, Hussein, as the Arabs often do never replied And then, I don't know if Menachem Begin was even privy to this. He was a minister. He Ah, was, for the first time, brought in as a minister. So that morning, the next morning, that is, uh, Menachem Begin woke up early and heard on the radio, that on BBC, that there's talks of a ceasefire. And he raced to, uh, to the government, to Eshkol, and pleaded with them and pleaded with them. And anyway, Hussein didn't answer anyway. So I don't know to what right. effect Begin had or didn't have, but there's right. no question that he, he was involved in this. So as I said, once th- one thing seems clear, that there was a force much greater than any worldly leader or government that did not allow the leaders of Israel to back out of this historic moment. You know what's interesting
0: What's interesting is that, in reality, these two items, or the demands of Israel on Jordan... No big big deal. No, not just that, but it was unnecessary for Israel to even follow through on those two. In other words, it's still... Even with this revelation that you just brought to my attention, and that Michael Oren brought to the attention of the world, it is still shocking to me that Israel went forward and went into the old city of Jerusalem. Really? Yeah. I mean, again... Well if we're going to if if we're going to surmise that even though they had, you know, pummeled the opposition in the first three days of the war, if we're still going to surmise that there's a certain mentality when it came to the old city of Jerusalem, then you'd have to say at least fifty fifty in your mind, right? That Israel could have decided, okay, we're just not going but, in.
9: You know, the people sitting in the government it was only 19 years from the founding of the state. People right. like Igal alone, who were involved in the fighting in '48, right. in '48, Israel tried to get to Eshkol. Israel attacked and tried to get through Harod Sion to, to get to the Jewish Quarter and so forth. So it was not 19 years before; it's not a lot of time that it was. It was still on the agenda of the state of Israel to liberate this area. Right. So those people. On one hand, I have the pressure from the external pressure, but you know the, whether it's Dayan or or um, or Bar—I don't know about bar or Eshkol and um, and Yigal Alone and others that to them, it, it, you know, they were still Zionists. Right. And those, the left was still Zionists. I but, shouldn't say that. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, yeah, and you're, that's, you're saying I, that tongue-in-cheek. I, yes, I, yes, But it's interesting that the... So therefore, let, let's assume for a moment that what you just said, in fact, you know, would be the direction everybody was going in, no matter what their political bent was, and it was only 19 years removed from the War of Independence. With all that having been said, right. um, they still had this desire... To liberate the old city, they they never seemed to have the same desire to liberate the Temple Mount. Unless you want to just right. unless you want to just say that that was really you know d- down to one or two people who made that decision, and, um, and, and it wouldn't be fair to put collective blame on those who were not as concerned that's with a the good, Temple. Mount. That's
9: a good. First of all, that's a good historical question that I don't know somebody. I guess would have to do research and see what others were right. saying. Begin's running to Eshkol right. in regard to the old city. What did Begin do the next morning in regard to the Temple Mount? In other so words- people claim, I ha- I, I've seen people claim that he did not stand his ground. Right. By the way, um, a good friend and listener, Mutti, writes to me, Vayichazek? Um, Hashem et Leiv Hussein. Right. It's no question. We saw the same thing with Arafat and with many yeah. other Arab right. leaders. No right. question about right.
0: it. Right.
9: No That's what I'm saying, that, you know, the, the, that there's a we force only, greater we than... We only have one that we can rely on. There's yeah. only one we can rely on. And, and the truth is, and we have to remember this. So, ultimately, God gave us this gift. Right. And it's a gift. It's a privilege. It is. We're living in a, in a privileged time, but it's also a response. It comes with responsibility, because we could lose it.
0: No question And
9: about. we're the guardians of Yerushalayim. And by the way,
0: since today's the 29th of E.R., we should extend this, because it is a Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chevron special. Right. Um, during that same war in 1967, we had this oh. amazing opportunity to again establish control over the holy city of Chevron, And we know what that means. Right. Both Marat and many other many other important sites to Jewish history. In addition to that, anybody who has an appreciation for uh, Judea and Samaria, for Gush Etzion, for tens if not hundreds of of small and large communities that are in the Judean hills and in the Samarian area, um, you have to understand that this all happened during the
9: Six-Day War. It's we... the heartland of of Israel, right. the heartland of our history. You know, uh, um Somebody, uh, you were saying something about Hevron and I just lost my train of thought. Could you I'm imagine the 48 hours of
0: Gorin had? The 48 hours he had, because the morning of the 28th of ER, I shouldn't say mornings, I don't know what time it was. You could maybe, uh, shed some light. It the 28th of ER, it was yeah. in
9: the morning. It was in the o'clock. morning.
0: So, morning of the 28th of ER, he's at the V right. and a historic scene that we'll both hear and, and I guess, right. you know, uh, describe. discuss, yeah, describe later on. And then the next day, he is in the holy city of Hevron. <laughs>
9: he he right. liberated Hebron Literally, single-handedly. Right. They all surrendered. By the way, that, this is what I wanted to say before, you were talking about Hebron and going back and what we did and didn't do. There was Jewish property in Hebron. Tons of it. The Jews ran out of Hebron because they were being massacred by the Arabs right. and they ran for their lives and they left property there and the state of Israel didn't even pursue didn't say even once you know Who's responsible for the massacre? They're still alive. And where's the property that the Jews ran away from and others, people took it? They, they, it was no unfathomable. There, there was, there was that feeling of, uh, especially Moshe Dayan, who was Minister of Defense at the time, and, and was a very charismatic person who said, where the Arabs are, we shouldn't, you know, let's not get, uh, let's not, you know, Harabaya, uh, okay, let's, let them have and, and, Rav Goran says, says in one of his interviews that if not for his going nuts about Chevron after he saw what happened on Har Habayit, Moshe Dayan would have done the same thing in Marat Machpelah.
0: Wow. How old is Moshe Dayan during the Six-Day War? Now that I'm getting up there in, in years, I'm so uh, curious we'll about that.
9: We'll look it up. He was probably, I don't know, in his 50, 60s maybe?
0: I'll look nah, it up. he was not 60 yet in the Six-Day War, was uh, he? I'll look it up. Let's do that, and then we'll go to Roy Goldwasser, and then we'll... He was
9: born in 1915.
0: You do 19. Oh, you're right. He was older than I thought. So he's uh, f- no, he's 52 years old. Okay. He was 52 years old at the time of the yeah. Six-Day War.
9: You know, as we get up there in age, Nachum, we realize that world leaders are, you know, in many cases younger than us. Like the President of the United States. Wow. Um, Rabbi Goldwasser,
0: and then Mayor Weingarten and I will give you the second part of a fascinating story that Mayor started to tell on Yom HaTzma'ut that's coming up here at JM in the AM. It's a Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Hevron special. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, zeben, As we mentioned earlier, his words and today's Yom Yerushalayim special is, is being dedicated in memory of Mr. Benjamin Leibn, um, Ben Yamin Ben Moshe whose who's Yartzeit, the 29th of ER. His 14th yard site is today, and I thank the uh, Leban family for supporting JM and the AM and for recognizing the yard site through this unique forum of our Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chevron special. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with, oh, one second, there we go. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk.
12: Good morning. We pray every day, L'Yerushalayim Ircha. Into Jerusalem, your city, Barachamim Toshuv, Return us in mercy. The Talmud of Basra says, Omer Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa, Hashem originally intended to give Shalayim a fixed size, boundaries. We find a fascinating narrative when Zechariah Novi saw a Malach, an angel with a measuring stick. He said to the Malach, Where are you going? The Malach replied, He was going to measure the width and the length of Yerushalayim. The Malachi Asharis cried before Hashem, Rebona Sholeilam, Master of the world, you created so many cities in the world that belong to all the nations, yet you didn't assign a fixed measurement for their width or their length. You want to allot a fixed size for Yerushalayim, where your name, your Mikdash, and your tzaddikim, your righteous ones, are in their midst. Immediately, the Navi saw a second angel who told the first, Run and tell this young man the Navi, Yerushalayim will abide as an open area, adam because of the multitude of men and animal life in their midst. Rashi explains it will not be limited by walls or boundaries. Yerushalayim will expand as much as necessary to accommodate everyone, men, women, and children. Chazal described the greatness and splendor of Yerushalayim at the time when the Shechina dwells in its midst. Yerushalayim will be as big as the entire Eretz Yisrael, and the Besamiktosh will be as large as Yerushalayim. The Ma'ashor explains that that's why the Malachi Ashari said, Yehushalayim, your Mikdash is in it, your name dwells in it. Because only in the Beis HaMikdash can one say the Shema Mepharash. And therefore the Novi, the prophet, says, Vaniyeh And I will be for it the word of Hashem. A wall of fire, Saviv, that will surround it. And for glory, I will be in its midst. Yerushalayim will be so large, it will be impossible for a human to build the wall. It can only be surrounded by a wall of fire from Shemaim. In Tehillim, Yerushalayim is called Mesoise Kol Haaretz, the joy of all the earth. The Svasemis notes that from Yushalayim, Simcha, happiness, is infused to the entire world. We pray with all of our heart and soul that we soon see the fulfillment of the prophetic words, Prozos Teishev Yerushalayim. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Jam and the
0: AM. One of our listeners uh, just asked on the app, uh, why is today both Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Hevron? Well, no, yesterday was Yom Yerushalayim. And Matis commemorated it with a nice uh, online special. And today's Yom Chevron, we're commemorating with a nice uh, special here at JMN. but we are sort of combining the uh, the two uh, so that uh, that myself and Mayor Weingarten together, which is an annual tradition, get the opportunity to celebrate both. Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chavron. So the listener asks, please explain why it also is Yom Chavron, not only Yom Yerushalayim. It's really Yom Chavron, and not Yom Yerushalayim. <laughs> we just extended the Yom Yerushalayim celebration. It's Erev Chodesh and Chaim, and the Am day 44 in the counting of the Omer. You actually had a thought. That came to mind when you heard Rabbi Goldwasser speaking. Yes, Rabbi, about Rabbi Goldwasser
9: was speaking about Prezot Teshev Yerushalayim, about the walls and that in, in the future there won't be walls around the city. Obviously, in, in ancient times, any major city had walls around it for protection. That right. was the idea of a wall. So Prezot Teshev, the, the nevuah is, the prophecy is, that Yerushalayim won't need a wall, that God will protect it. Right. When Israel liberated Yerushalayim in 1968... So there was that beautiful wall that surrounds the old city that everybody knows and a lot of people think it has some holiness to it. It doesn't. It was built only uh, nine hundred years ago by the uh, Sultan Suleiman the Great. Right. Well he called himself great. Um it's and all about the publicity. What? It's, it's all about it's the public. It's all PR. about the PR, right. <laughs> and and it has no, it has no caduce or anything. David Ben Gurion, who who always was a you know, far thinking person, said we should take it down. If we want a united city, we should take down the walls. And there won't be an old city and a new city. There's one city. Of course, nobody agreed. But I, uh, some yeah. rabbis pointed out over the years how, how brilliant that was. And how it, it sort of fits with the theme of, that we see in Tanakh and in Chazal that, there's no walls, you know. When Noam Shemer was crying in Yerushalayim Shel Zahav about Yerushalayim's sad state, you know? right.
0: there was some. Uh, there were some global. Um, there were some. Uh, how do I put it? Uh, some big thinkers, some people who really, yeah, who 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 thought down the road, who were big thinkers, who were global thinkers, who were national thinkers, national right. thinkers thinking about how every single move that's made today really has an effect on our national destiny.
9: Rev Levinger, for example. Uh, Rav
0: Levinger, great, example. Of them, Rav Rav sure. Garin, great uh, example. Rav obviously great example. We mentioned Rav. earlier. Hanan Porat, yeah. who we lost recently. Uh,
9: all, all these people. You are... mentioned
0: Ben-Gurion. You cannot ignore his incredible vision right. of what would be
9: Menachem Begin also, no, to a degree. For sure, yeah. Um, the determination also that they had, just amazing. Yeah, and today in a... Uh,
0: <laughs> today, in a because you, you pointed out to me that in today's news from Israel, in addition to the weather, which is a big concern in Israel because it's so hot, uh, there were also some uh, uh, arrests for corruption, things like that. Mm-hmm. And and I I, I'm, I know that years ago was a simpler time, and that we don't know everything like today. We know everything that's going on, you know, everywhere because of the way the world is now. <laughs> right. But, I don't know, you see Menachem Begin, the way he lived, Uh and and, and you're talking about a totally different, you know, somebody who really knew what
9: was important and what wasn't important. Right. That's not to say that everybody in those days was like that, but but the leaders like Begin and Ben-Gurion also. Ben-Gurion was more like that. They didn't care about their personal wealth or whatever. They had a mission in mind. And look, (laughs) Ben-Gurion... Went to the Negev after he retired because he felt it was important and it was a mission. And he lived in a hut. You can go see it. It's uh, Tzrif Ben-Gurion. And, and tourists, I mean, we take tourists there all the time. And you see that this was the guy who's declared the state who was the prime minister, <laughs> lived in uh, like a, in a, I, I don't know what to call it exactly. It's like a, like a makeshift a, house. Makeshift house, yeah. And he goes ahead, and, and he said, "Follow me." And unfortunately, nobody followed him. But. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit of an effort now. There now. is now. There is sure. But, but, you know. the,
0: but the, the, the whole point is that you know he, fe- it, it's sort of it, it's sort of like many people in that position might go ahead and retire somewhere exotic, right. or you know he felt even at his age there was a statement to be made. There was that's a right. you know there was a well, mission to be continued. Anyway. That's right. Monday morning. It's J M in the A M. You may recall back on Yom and if you don't recall, we'll remind you in a moment. Uh, Mayor Weingarten told the story of a uh, uh, of somebody who was in Europe, decided to go to Palestine. Um, in the late 1800s. An arduous trail to get to Palestine, to say the least. You described it as uh, first of all, he met with tremendous criticism
9: by those he left behind. Yes, right? they thought he was nuts. Right, and he was in Poland, right? No, he was Where in was Lita, in Lithuania, Lithuania, near Vilna. All right, so and he was rich. He had money he in, had lot, in Lithuania. Yeah,
0: he had money, and he decides to go to Palestine. And those around him are confused by his decision, to say the least. <laughs> okay, How, what type of journey does he have to Palestine?
9: He goes through heck and high water, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah.
0: <laughs> A lot of water, in fact. A lot of
9: water <laughs> until they got there. And once they got there and and stuff was stolen from them and their family was separated. And, and he had no uh, money in Palestine. Uh, and when, well, they lost it. It was stolen and so right. forth. And he ended up coming to the point where they didn't have what to eat. Right. And he went to ask Shailat uh, Dharav uh, 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 whether he's allowed to leave uh, Israel, Eretz Israel, in order to go raise money, so he didn't have enough money, he wanted to go to America, didn't have money, enough money to go to America, so he goes back to Europe, gets money, goes to New York, comes to New York, even when he went to Europe, though, he was met with criticism. Oh, like, why do uh, you yes, I believe yeah. No, and, and he didn't want to go because he knew that right. they would... They'd they pound would, him. They, right. They would pound him, and he was embarrassed. I think he also probably felt that it wouldn't do much for Hasbarat about Aliyah. <laughs> right. Good <laughs> For voice. the people around him, you know, not that they were all, you know, chomping at the bit to go. Right. But the Nefesh Benefesh local, you know, Nefesh Benefesh... <laughs> the, <laughs> the local chapter. Chapter wasn't going to be thrilled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So he goes to America. And he comes to America. And and all this is written in a diary that his son writes. Um, His son was um, Yosef Tzvi, a Goldschmidt. And uh, he writes, his mother told him uh, all this information, and he wrote some of it. He comes to New York. And he finds a friend by the name of Kalmanovich. That's the way he says no first name, just Kalmanovich. And Kalmanovich lives on Hester Street and he has a store and he starts working in his store and he makes some money and starts sending it back and things were looking good. Right. He was making more money, he was getting a raise, and he was, you know, Kalmanovich would host him for Shabbos and so forth. And then one day in on the twenty third of June nineteen oh one They just find him dead. Well, there was a heat wave, Right, Right. because there was a heat wave. Over
0: 40 degrees centigrade.
9: And it was 100 degrees. It was 100 degrees, yeah. And um, the newspapers of the day, which uh, I have, copies of off the web, show hundreds, every single day, over 100 people were dying. Because of the heat wave. Because of the heat wave. Unbelievable. So he dies, and now Kalmanovich is in a situation
0: where this... Uh, isolated Jew from Palestine has to be buried. Right.
9: And you, on where did we leave well, the well, story? Right. So I heard the story from the great, great, grand son right. of, the, of this Avram Abba Goldschmidt. Who we know as Yitzhak Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt of Kolachai. Exactly. And I said to Yitzhak... So and that's what, why there's seventh generation Jerusalemites. It's not seventh. I, I, I Fourth? I, I think it's fourth or fifth okay. at this point. I, I now have right. a clearer picture of it. So... But they're in Jerusalem for quite a long time. A long time, yes, yes. So I said, so then what happened? And he says, what do you mean? I said, they didn't fly his baddie back to Israel, right, in 1901. So he says, I guess, where's he buried? I said, he says, I guess he's buried in New York. They didn't know. None of the family members had a clue what happened after he passed away. Where was he buried? And you... And you mentioned you, this on the air, right? Now you, you and you and, the and
0: on the air on Yom you you said something like, "If there's anybody out you there," you said it. Oh, I, I said I, it.
9: Yes, I, I wanted us to try to reach right. out, and you reached out and said, "If there's anybody out there." Who... So we
0: get a call. Listen to this, everybody. We get a call from uh, Rabbi Shmuel Plofker from an organization that we have featured many times on JAM and the AM, the Hebrew Free Burial Society, and the Hebrew Free Burial Society for a long, long time, even as far back as 1900. Uh, not just today. They still do it today. Uh, they take um, any poor and indigent case, somebody who's passed away, and there's no way to uh properly bury them according to Jewish tradition because of funds. There's not enough funds to prevent them from being buried, God forbid, in Potter's Field or being taken care of by the state, so to speak. Hebrew free burial, when they're contacted, they go ahead and they make sure a free and the proper burial is executed, is right. taken care of. And sure enough... Rabbi Plofker says to me, or when he calls here, that the next time he's in the office of their longtime cemetery for Hebrew Free burial, which is in Staten Island, right. he's going to see if
9: there's a uh, if there's any evidence. To this man, this man Goldschmidt, right, Avraham Goldschmidt. They, he, he, said that they had di- recently digitized, took all the old records right. that were were on paper and entered them into a computer, so it was easy for somebody to check. And he asked somebody to check, and the person um, found an application for burial, which you're looking at and I'm looking at, an application for burial from the charity Agudas Achim Chesed Shalemis, which is the precursor, I guess, on Canal Street. <laughs> And it's not. They weren't sure if this was the same person because it says Abraham Goldsmith. But then Rabbi Plavker asks the fellow, "Who's the applicant?" Right. And he says, "Mayor Kalmanovich." And he says, "That's it." Unbelievable. Kalmanovich. Unbelievable. Now this document is a ama- First of all, the date on top, June twenty-third, nineteen O one matches everything that was written in this memoir you know, decades and decades ago. Man. Uh, now I have it in front of me. Name of Abkhine Meyer Kaminovich. Right. What street is it? 80 Eldridge Street. Oh, that
0: says 80 Eldridge right. Street. He has a dry
9: goods store. Dry goods store. And he was born in Russia. in Russia. Abraham. The deceased is Abraham Goldsmith. Abraham Goldsmith. Now underneath this. Ben Yosef Yisrael? No. Underneath this, it's usually where you'd write the Hebrew name. And Rabbi Plavka saying he couldn't make it out. I said, send it to me. And when I saw it. I uh, To me, I think it's true. It says Ben Eretz Israel. Ben
2: Eretz Israel. They
9: probably, at that moment, didn't know maybe his full name or whatever. So they wrote he is someone who came from Israel, and he was there 14 months and died at the age at of 42. 42. And it says unnatural, suddenly. Wow. And then it also shows further down. It seems that later on, Kalmanovich did pay for it. Thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars, which was a lot of money in those days. And what's even more interesting, well, that's very interesting, that there is an exact um, location of where the burial is. Unbelievable. In Silver Lake Cemetery in Staten Island. Sir Rabbi Pafker says that even though they don't bury there anymore, they have um, chesed trips of high school kids mainly that go in on a regular basis and clean up and clean the matzevot and they take out the weeds and so forth. But he says, you know, the thought is that there wouldn't be a headstone. There wouldn't be a matzeva there because. That type of case. Yeah, that type of case. Who's going to pay for a matzeva? His family doesn't have money. Anyway, he said, but he'll ask somebody to go there the next time they're there. And if there's a matzeva, he'll take a picture. Well, a week later, he sends me a picture of a matzeva. Can't read all of it. <laughs> Worn away half in the you know earth already, but it says Nun Ponik Bar Ishu Shalayim Avram Abba Al Moshe. That was his name. Unbelievable. And so we discovered the uh, with the help of the Hebrew Free Burial Society and Rabbi Plavka, we we discovered this long lost ancestor of the Goldschmidt family, where he is buried
0: unbelievable. Uh we've always recommended that uh, the Hebrew Free Burial Association, the Hebrew Free Burial Society was a worthwhile cause to support, but boy, uh we we never thought we'd be uh, we we'd see a case develop like this. It's really amazing. The Hebrew Free Burial Association, hebrewfreeburial.org, uh there they describe exactly what they do all the way until today. It's the same concept today. Those who can't yeah. afford to uh have a proper burial according to Jewish tradition, they take care of it and they do an amazing job. They're located in Manhattan. Uh, as opposed, well, they're still in Manhattan. Instead of Hester yes, Street. The instead design. of Canal Street, they're now on West 35th Street. Yeah. And their phone number is 212 239 1662. And we have an opportunity on a regular basis to remind everybody why it's so important to support them. And now, when any member of the Goldschmidt family comes to New York, they can actually go visit
9: the right. grave of their, their great, great, great grandfather. Their great great grandfather? Right? Yes, it's their great great grandfather. This is the father of. Their grandfather. Of the, it's this the is, father of their is the, great-grandfather. This is It's the father of their great-great-grandfather. Correct. So it's their great-great-grandfather. Wow. Their grandfather's grandfather, basically. N- their
11: yes, grandfather's their grandfather.
9: grandfather's grandfather. Now, now I want to try to take this one more step. Oh, let's hear. I think it would be amazing. By the way, one, one more addendum before we go to the thing. Kalmanovich he, writes, the the son of Avram Abba right. sent whatever money was still owed to, to him. him back to Israel. Right. And every Chag, it shows you how certain things remain in your head, every Chag he sent them $10. He writes how much he sent, $10, which was a lot of money in those days.
0: Meaning Kalmanovich sent the family in Israel. Sent the family in Israel. They're without a father.
9: Yeah. Just stuck up. For, for he was attack. a ta- he was a real tzaddik, this Kalmanovitch. He was a tremendous malstucker. So here's my thought: I would love to find the descendants of oh. Mayor Kalmanovich right, and and get them together with the Goldschmidt. Oh my gosh, th- that would be amazing! Is that amazing? That would be amazing. So
0: that's the next. Call out to, uh. Yeah, if anybody knows if Kaminovich was married with kids, let us know. <laughs> let us know. Yeah. If he has a family that's- That
9: a... his great-great-grandchildren.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable. Wow.
9: Alright. It's- Mayor uh... Kaminovich. Love what he saw. There you go. Uh, J.M. and the A.M. With another
0: amazing tale, and I'm glad we were part of this one. Rosh Chodesh. It is Yom Chevron. We're also celebrating Yom Yu because why not? We're putting all the holidays together on this very special Monday morning. We'll be joined by Rabbi Yosef Tzvi Rimon, who's scheduled to join us coming up here at J.M. in the A.M. Chag Sameach, everybody. (laughs)
13: Theo boys, the Kashenish bala spalla Abraham it's hak hako? The bronch as, bullet on me, Kebron. The as, no, ta Abraham it's hak So we the neighborhood, the neighborhood, the the neighborhood, 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 the the neighborhood, the neighborhood,
0: One thing this audience has always done, supported Chevron to a large degree. Yesterday, uh, I was at a wedding. Oh, I want to wish a Maslow to the Hassan and Kala. I was at a wedding yesterday, and um, someone said, You remember me? I was with you in Chevron in 2002. Wow. And I'm like, you know, I don't remember exactly. I mean, I've been there many times, thank God, thank God. But, uh, you know, it was obvious that uh, we had had a great time in 2002 with with that listener and with so many people.
9: And uh, what can I tell you? I, I must give you credit. Because Chevron is one of those things that you brought to the forefront,
0: well thank you in the much. United States I want to wish a mazel Tov to um, I want to wish a mazel tov to Irene and Joe Alibayoff of Great Neck New York Resulta. their son Justin married Ashley Grossman last night on Long Island, and of course Ashley is the daughter of Elaine and Michael Grossman of Woodmere. We wish them a mazal tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. I was uh, I was there last night, an absolutely incredible celebration. Uh, you had Avi Peretz and Yummy Lowy under the chuppah in the most amazing combination you ever heard. Iron Teitelbaum had about twenty pieces in the orchestra, wow. which was pretty amazing. Yeah, and the Sir lamb of course, was conducting. Uri Uri Bitan was there uh, as well later on during the big uh, reception celebration. It was just an incredible night. So, a big mazdab to the Grossman and the Alabayoff families from all of us here at JM and the AM. And a special good morning to that listener who remembered me from Chevron from about yeah. 13 years ago. Thank you very much, as we say. That is cool. Much appreciated. Well, uh, you do
9: stand out wherever you go. Something else, what else happened yesterday that
0: was uh, someone mentioned to me? Hmm, something else happened. Someone brought to my attention from years ago. I don't remember what it was. Uh, I want to uh, thank the uh, Lebin family. Today's Yom Yerushalayim Yom Haveron special is being done in memory of Benjamin Lebin, Benjamin Ben Moshe Lebin. Uh, his 14th yard site is today, the 29th of ER. Thank you to Murray and the entire family from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh, and what did I say I was going to do? I'm <laughs> a little confused now. Oh, so Rav Rimon? You're asking me? Rav Rimon is behind schedule. Oh. Look. I'm hoping that he, in fact, will get to our studio in the 8 o'clock hour, oh. but he's right now behind schedule. We have to regroup. So we have to regroup and figure out what we're going to do. I think what we'll do is um maybe we should just go at 8.15 to the sounds of 1967.
9: Would that be okay? okay. Yeah, and we have some...
0: Uh... We have some incredible additions this yeah. year. Yeah. So those of you who always, who, who love and go nuts, rightfully so, for some incredible presentation by Mayor Weingarten each year on the sounds of 1967 and what was going on 60, excuse me, not 60, 48 years ago? ago? Yes. 48 years ago yesterday, uh, on the 28th of ER. Uh, that'll be coming up about 15, 20 minutes from now. We'll start and then we'll try to spend the second half of the 8 o'clock hour with Reverie Moan.
9: Ubez Retashem will be in studio with us here at JM So That's the plan. It's easy to remember that it was 48 years ago because in 48 the state of Israel was founded. So You're like one of those mnemonic guys. <laughs> like Adamatica Poetica. <laughs> 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 I don't think Adamatica Poetica has anything to do with it. <laughs> right, but we have to work but it out. Know, but you know, Friday was a palindrome day. As in, was in, Thursday. In America.
0: As was Thursday. As Today it, also. Today's, today's a, palind- a palindrome day too? 51815. Oh, today? So when? And uh, tomorrow's a palindrome day. uh, 51915.
9: Okay. Every team. I didn't realize. Yes, I get it. Every team this year was a palindrome day. My only thought when somebody said to me it's a palindrome day is not in Israel. What do you mean, not in Israel? Oh, right, they, they, <laughs> because well, they not in Europe either. Correct. Right. I mean, yeah, but I don't really well, care yeah, about Europe. exactly. <laughs> By the way, we've caught up. By the way, Europe doesn't care much about me either. So. <laughs> <laughs> we've caught up. Yeah, we're yes, now, we're yes. now both finished with the Book of Ayikra. Right, and it it it, uh, w- it had to happen before the end of the book. Right, because Bamidbar has to be read before but, before uh, Shavuos. But I am still not. I still do not know why, and I've started doing some research, why it wasn't done, I know people want to hear the music, but
0: I've got to get into this on the air. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsor, WFMU East Orange, WMFU Man Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, and around the world in the web, org. broadcasting live from the Sony and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey.
9: I, I just want to remind you that you brought up the topic. I know. Okay.
0: Just, Listen to me. I don't want to be accused of Listen, anything. Listen, i got to tell you, first of all, I am assuming... And we get check with the uh, you know with the great balkuris and the halachic experts out there. I'm oh, assuming, like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm assuming that there is a system that 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 when it come, remember, every year doesn't have every double parsha, right? right? There's certain there, years of course. That, there's a system that yeah. I know right, there is so there's a system. Of, you don't have to be about coding of what you double up for. Yes, yes. So yes. then I ask the question like you just did: Why don't they just double right. earlier? Right. Because, and and I asked Rabbi, Rabbi Weinrib. I said to Rabbi Weinrib on the air the following question. I said, you know, I'm I'm concerned about our attitude toward things. We we should want to be congruent with Israel. Forget about Israel wanting to be congruent with us. We should want to be congruent with Israel. I have an idea. Achren shel Pesach at Mincha, which is obviously Shabbos, because that's the whole problem is right. that <laughs>
9: Shabbos. Achren shel Pesach at Mincha. Read the whole Parsh Shemini. Oh, read good. the whole thing. That's an interesting. Thought. And announce for a year in advance. If that's yeah. what you're going to be okay, doing. Okay. Good luck getting that. Piss. Well, one second. I, I, and by the
0: way, it was shocking to me that that's not what was implemented right. centuries ago. It was shocking to me that they wouldn't do that. One second. Okay. So uh, that was my first suggestion. So Rav Weindrup said, you know, uh it, it really is up... It, okay, so we don't do that, But uh, and you'd, you'd suspect that it's up to the people in Israel to go ahead and let us catch up, so to speak, as you just described, you know, split a parsha earlier. But... It, but he and I, in discussion on the air about this, sort of came up with the conclusion that Israel does not care what's going on in the diaspora. And it's irrelevant to them, rightfully so, what's going on in the diaspora. And it's on us to catch up. And if we don't make that accommodation of doing Shabbos, Mincha, or something else, then 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 yeah, it's our, our problem. Yeah, it's not their concern. Right. Then I mentioned this story by Fink, who was with us Thursday during the live lunch, and his father wrote in, that while we were speaking about this on the air, his father wrote in that this is, this is, the, that this is in fact, I don't want to say this differently than he said it, this is in fact a good thing that we are off from Israel. It is to show us that as much as we try, to you know, duplicate here or anywhere right. else in the diaspora what's going on in Israel? It's impossible. We are never going uh, to. Be. Uh, well, because
9: second dayanet would be enough to do that also. But, yeah. okay. <laughs> Which I thought was a very interesting. <laughs> day you know. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I thought that. Would no, be interesting. I hear, I hear. So, and by the way, we're off in Pirkei also. Did you know that? No, I'm not. Yes, into. we're off in Pirkei well, I don't think that really. I'm just saying yeah. the last
0: Shabbos was Parik right. above, and, okay. and diaspora was Parik.
9: Why? Because they don't read Pirkei until Pesach re- is over. Right. We don't here in America. Right. We Well, right. no not an American anywhere in diaspora. No, that's what I meant. Right. So a couple of things that I've learned so far in my, yes. you know, investigation. Yeah. First of all, remember that until very recently in Jewish history, very recently, and, and if you think about it in a historical context, in the last 10 seconds, basically, of Jewish history. Right. Has this issue really become an issue because there's such so much travel between right. Israel and America? Right. Generations ago... They who, didn't even know about it, right? Yeah, what did they do? Who knew they, what was going on in Israel, right? Nobody knew about right. it, right? And it wasn't an issue for people traveling, oh, I missed the parasha, right. I didn't... You know, that's number one. Number two, from what I've read, there, for, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, there was no set s- system... Meaning everybody did whatever they want. Some places they put together, you know, they split Achrimos Kedah. Some places they did right. it on nah, 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 Bahar Right. So it, we who live in a time where every the world is one, one big, big community. Yeah, one big community. So it's it's obvious that way. But it, it wasn't until later. Don't forget that even earlier, you know that in Bavel they read the Torah in a one year cycle, right. and in Eretz Israel they read the Torah in a three cycle, a year cycle, right. and davening was shorter. Right. So all the you know we think right. about it that it must be this way exactly right. because we that's the way we view things understood right
0: understood by the way on this topic of missing parshios I, I I there are people who made minyanim yeah because they would quote unquote right. miss a partial when they go to Israel last week right now am I right or wrong that the Obligation to read the Torah is one that's on the congregation, not one on the individual.
9: I, I learned that many years ago from Rav Tovia Goldstein's Tetzal was the He gave a, a set of Shiurim on, on Kriyasa Torah, and, and he said, he didn't discuss this particular issue, but he said, in general, right. you don't have a Chiyuv. If you didn't go to Shu'ol because right. you weren't feeling well right. and you didn't hear the Torah, do people make it up? Yeah, there? do you go make it up? No, there's no Chiyuv on you as an individual. So you were in Israel, whatever. So I don't, I don't, I don't get, get it either. but
0: Especially, well, whatever. I don't want
9: to say what I was about. Okay. Uh, we're celebrating.
0: That's right. It's a celebration of Jerusalem and Chevron. Everybody, thank you for joining us on this Yom Chevron as we look back to yesterday and Yom Yerushalayim. Thank you to Matis and to Mayer for yesterday's Yom Yerushalayim special. Today is Yom Chevron in memory of Rav Levinger, of course. Monday morning as we say Jerusalem is mine at JM and the AM.
3: I am the sun, Jerusalem. You are a painted sky
8: I am a bird Jerusalem You have the wings to fly
2: You are the
11: father
2: of my
8: dream I am a gift Of time I am your
14: child. Jerusalem, Jerusalem is mine.
2: You are an orchard in the sand.
8: I am the fruit you bear You are the glove that warms my hand I am the smile you wear You are the music of the hills
2: I am the words that rhyme I am song Jerusalem Jerusalem is mine You are the cradle of freedom and I am the harvest of springtime You are the dawn of a new day. shelter from the storm. I am your guiding light.
3: You are a book whose leaves
15: are torn.
14: I am a pain Mine.
2: I have come home Jerusalem
14: Jerusalem is mine
10: Let me let lan ta wtenu wal li uzaki la sem lo kenu shez dab mera masiht tetkenu wnaleku lanu lebet bin dashenu Que se, ta'ho, se trajo, Que desea Mi do, me do.
0: Monday morning, Erev Rosh Chodesh, we're singing about Chevron, we're singing about Yerushalayim. Thank you to Mattis Weingast, who was here for our amazing Yom Yerushalayim special yesterday. Mayor Weingarten joined him, he joins me today as we celebrate both Chevron and Yerushalayim. And here is one of the highlights, if not the highlight, of what is a traditionally annually known as our Yom Yerushalayim special. As Mayor Weingarten is about to give us some of the sights and sounds through this audio forum of 1967 and this year this year is different this year will be different yes explain yesterday do I need anything by the way to plug in here plug in there oh
9: yeah what do I need <laughs> yes I need a mini this
0: for the to go on the air yeah there
9: you go sorry oh you know what we should we should, if we could yeah um, go ahead we should check it if you could maybe put something on while we do that um, mm. I'm sorry if, I totally I'm so confused uh,
0: I have a better idea okay I have a better idea. Try it. Uh, wait. Well, let me... Let okay. Let
9: me... Uh, Try it
0: now, and I'll be able to tell. Just hit play, and I'll be able to tell if it's working. Okay. One second. I'm sorry. Brilliant that I'm able to do this. Not me brilliant, meaning the whole uh, concept I'm, is brilliant. I'm playing. Is yeah, it working? It's working.
9: Oh. Wow. That was
0: brilliant. Yes, I am brilliant. I mean, the well, system is brilliant. Go ahead. That, that, so, what that, that, happened? Is, what happened So, this yesterday... Yeah.
9: Literally a day ago. Literally yesterday, which made it difficult, um, <laughs> Galate Sahal... Israel Army Radio. Israel Army Radio released the entire broadcast as it was live on Yom Lime 48 years ago. The correspondent that we hear talking... In these famous clips. In the famous clips, who is with the troops. He's embedded in the troops that are entering the old city for the first time. He is at the front. Right. His name is Yossi Ronin. Right and he was a Galitzal correspondent and th- that, by the way and that was the only correspondent that was there there is no other <laughs> recording right. and when i saw it, i said oh okay we've heard this before and then i start listening to it and i say oh my god is a treasure it, it was like a, a, a child finding a treasure chest <laughs> full of chocolate <laughs> i was i was in seventh heaven you heard me yesterday i was yeah. i was talking to you i was like is amazing. The greatest development in Jerusalem Day special history. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Since Liesbrook. <laughs> so, a couple of things. First of all, with the colloque that we play, net of all the descriptions around it, are about 10 minutes. Right. So now there's another 10 minutes. Literally double the amount of recording. Some of it is amazing. Some of it is, you know, not as amazing, but still historically fascinating. But in addition to that, there is an introduction To the recording, meaning the recording that we're playing every year, we, I at least, always thought of it as this was being broadcast on Israeli radio as it was happening. It wasn't. He was carrying a tape recorder. They couldn't broadcast back then, live, when he was racing with the troops. He was carrying a tape recorder, and he was recording in his tape recorder. And then, after they get to the Kotel, and after all the stuff happens, he runs to a uh, a phone where he calls in and he's as excited as you can possibly imagine they put him on the air they put him on the air and then he's after he in- tells all of what happened he says and now I'm going to play for you what I recorded in real time right that that in itself is interesting mm-hmm. so what we should start with i believe now is okay. this newly discovered call that Yossi Ronen um calls into the studio of Galit Sahal S- uh, maybe an hour or two after the shiur, after Harabayit All right And you're going to explain as we yeah. go. So, yes. So the first clip that he can be, he says, I can barely talk. I just came from the kotel. He says, and we entered the old city with the first soldiers at the front. And another thing I discovered, he said Chaim Barlev, General Barlev, and General Uzi Narkis wa- were there with the with the troops, the first troops, and Rav Gorin. He says, Rav Gorin was at the front as well, holding a sefer Torah. And a shofar. All right. And he also describes that they were still shooting. Remember, they're going through very narrow alleyways because Israel refused to bomb any of these um, areas because they were afraid of hitting some holy sites. Narrow areas, snipers can come from anywhere. And they went house to house. They went house to house to clear it out. So this is the first, the first clip where he says, "I'm Yossi Ronan, and this is why we, I'm just coming from here. Okay, here we go. Hopefully, you have everything set.
6: זה יוסי רונן בירושלים, כרגע אני בקושי יכול לדבר משום שחזרנו בריצה מכיוון הכותל המערבי נכנסנו בראש כיתה של צנחנים, ממש הכיתה הראשונה שנכנסנו בראש צעדו אלוף רוזין הרכיס, העלוף ברלב והרב הראשי לצהל אלוף גורן שנשא בידו ספר תורה ושופר הם צעדו ממש כאילו מסביב לא יורים בכלל אנחנו הלכנו אחריהם שפופים לאורך הגדרות, לאורך ה... אה,
9: Okay. Wow. Right, you hear. He's him. a great reporter. <laughs> oh, he was going through one of the most historic moments in Jewish history, right? He didn't right? know it at the time, right. he? Oh, he did. I <laughs> know. Of course he did. So he's describing how this, they're walking, you know, through the old city, going house to house. So in this next clip, You know what, I'm going to play the clip first, because those who understand Hebrew, I'd like them to hear it first from him, and then I'll explain what he says. Okay, you ready? Yep.
6: יתקדמנו תוך כדי אקרבות, וארע גורן אלח באמצא, אמספר את התורה וימשופר, כי כאילו היריות שמסביב בichelל לא נגטת להם, ובichelל לא היה שייחל ל... 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 בית ל... 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 ל...
9: Unbelievable. Okay, so now I'll explain what he was saying. This is what I told you yesterday, that there'll yeah. be that moment. That's the moment. He says, in total amazement, he says, Rav is marching in the midst of the soldiers, in the middle of the battle. There are bullets flying all around, but Rav it it's as if there's no war around him. <laughs> it was like he wasn't here on planet Earth, he says. He was in another world. Now, I'm going to add that I think... That he was in a state of of hitro right. he euphoria. He, he was in a euphoric state. He was spiritually elevated to some higher place. It, it's just, it really is. And you hear how he, how amazed he is, right? That Rav Gorin, and, and there he says, We're all like ducking and worried about, and Rav is just marching with the Sefer Torah. <laughs> no like nothing's happening around him. It's amazing. Okay. Should we go on? With yes. That? Okay. Um, the next clip, he talks about that they got to Har Habayit, but and he talks about the Mosque of Omar. He doesn't talk about the Har Habayit and uh. he says how beautiful it is and how serene it is. It's up.
6: Yep. <laughs>
9: Right. So he's uh, he's saying that it was very peaceful uh and in in, in in on Harabayid. There was no shooting or anything. Um okay. And he con- he continues now to describe the next step, which is getting to the kotel
6: Right. לעבר הכותל המערבי, עמדנו ליד הכותל המערבי, הרב גורנט, הקו השופר, קרא את פקודת היום המיוחדת שהוציא לרגל הכיבוש של הכותל המערבי ממינו ומשמלו עמדו חיילים ובכו, אני לא יכול בכלל לתאר את הדבר הזה, חיילים, צנחנים, אמיצים, שהחברים שלהם, דקות ספורות, נפצעו או העיר העתיקה, עומדים, הם לא יכלו <אח>
9: So, I didn't want to translate that first, but Uh, he says, then we went down to the Kotel where Goran blew the shofar and he's surrounded by the paratroopers, these fighters, these brave fighters, and he says, he's astonished. They're crying, he says. Their their head is leaned against the wall, against the Kotel, and they can't say a word. uh, It's, uh, okay, and then he says, and where Goran made an Askara memorial prayer, which we've heard all the years for the soldiers who fell in the battle and those who fell, In other battles around the country. And then he says, after that, Ravgarin led the first Tfilat Mincha, the first Mincha service at the Kotel. Now, this we never knew. In 19 years. This we never knew. It was part of all this. And now we have a recording. We'll play a little bit of it later. Oh, okay. And then he says, there was spontaneous singing of uh, of Hatikva. Here's the last part, last two parts.
6: אחרי שערב גורן תקע בשופר וסיפר, והוציא את היום המיוחדת, נערכה הזכרה מיוחדת לחללים שנפלו בכל המערכות, על כיבוש שעירה עתיקה, על כיבוש ירושלים, ועל כל המערכות אחרות שמתחללות כרגע בכל הארץ. לאחר שהוא את הזאת, נערכה, הראשונה, 19 שנה, על ערב הראשי, ערב גורן, וכל החיילים איתו. It's Tarfu Tafo Latfila, Ahratfila, Buffens Fontani Biotel, Parta Shiratati Quak, Berosh, Akotelamarvi, Mitmoses Degel Israel, Otto Degel should pass the Mohammed Shikhor, that could bear by Iratika, Smaxi, Puntali Diodim, the Hanifahanim, the Harlakatraction of Mukadarla Iratika, the Nifeta Degel, Berosh, Akotelamarvi, a name the Artil Tet, the Anim Rotella Vilota Shidor Shaveta. So
9: he says that. They everybody participated in the, in the Mincha and afterwards they spontaneously broke out and sang Hatikva. and there's a flag flying, he says, over the Kotel by the way, that is the famous flag that we see right. actually flying over Har Habayit, I believe but he says there's a flag flying over the Kotel and it's a flag and we'll discuss it later in the Kolot somebody describes the whole flag he went into that um, where that flag came from Unbelievable. And then he says, "And now I want to play for you the recordings of of what happened." And and those and are that, the recordings. Those are the colos that, that we've become been, familiar with. Right. So this was the lead up to that. All right. Are we doing that now? or Are
0: we doing no, it later? Yes, we should do we'll it. We'll go. We'll go it's to, up to you. I guess should we, we should do? go to
9: Reverend Ramon. We'll go to
0: Reverend Ramon. More coming up. Keep it here. Reverend Ramon is here. We'll speak with him coming up at J M in the A M. And we will get. To the sounds of 1967, if you keep it here. More sounds. More sounds of 1967. I need that plug. Oh, More sorry. sounds of 1967, if you keep it right here. At. <laughs> We're definitely going to come up with a better system by next year, won't we? Here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
8: ta od yoter tamarra itiyon harah shat kali hagmul be hazafu u ma sha za har al mitkha And the Mut, Ach, yes, water, tish, A millimeter, will wow. Amar, ni, e, ne, ni, dome, ah. ma, batim. Ach, sabash, el, i, elohim, ayol, Not I
0: We celebrate both Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Hevron on this 29th of ER. It's Erev Rosh Chodesh, day 44 in the counting of the Omer. Our Rav Yosef Tzvi Rimon is in our studio, an absolute honor for us here at Jmnam Rav Rimon, welcome to JM in the AM. shalom The last time we saw each other, I think this was the last time, was when uh, you took me down to... Um, you'll have to remind me the name of the of the town. It was a new town of uh, those who had left Gushgatth, those who were thrown out of the... Uh, during the disengagement. What was the first town called, the first uh, makeshift uh, area? Nitsan. <laughs> Nitsan. We were in Nitsan. People had had literally just uh, you know weeks before been taken out of their homes. And at that time, you felt... That you had to do something to help with the situation. And one of the greatest ways one can help somebody is by getting them a job. And that was the beginning of Job Katif. That's how we first got to know each other, was when you founded Job Katif. Job Katif,
16: 10 years later, still continues. Am I right? Yes. Although, Baruch Hashem, almost uh, everything is uh, behind. I mean, 2,500 people, Baruch Hashem, we find jobs. We opened 250 businesses. Wow. And we are trying to help another 380 people, and I hope that in a year time, we could bring them to the average of unemployment in Israel.
0: Unbelievable. So the unemployment rate, obviously, it was always higher in that group of people that came from Gush Katif. You're working to get it as close as possible to the regular average in Israel.
16: Right. It was uh, 85% after the disengagement. And now, uh, it's 12, Bezrat Hashem, in a year time, it will be 7, 8. Well, was there a key partner that you had? Did the American Jewish community come through?
0: Was there a specific employer in Israel who came through? Was there somebody who was at your side, helping you with the whole thing? Who who made Gush Katif, or Jab Katif, in addition to you,
16: who made it uh, a really viable cause? You know, in the beginning, it was very difficult, because in Israel... Uh, the government thought of other systems that didn't work. I went to the States a few months afterwards. I had a, a wedding that I did in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh-huh. And I spoke to people and they said, what do you mean? Everything is okay. Everything is okay. There's no problem. We didn't hear on a problem. It was a few months afterwards. And people thought that everything, to convince the Americans that everything is not okay, took time, but in the end, a lot of Americans helped a lot of Jews out of Israel, a lot of Jews in Israel, and five years ago, the government so what we are doing, and then they decided to give us the President Award voluntarily right. and to match us and to triple us. And, and that uh, really,
0: really brought things along. Right.
16: By the way, I don't know if it's because of
0: all the fundraising trips, but your English is much, much better than it was 10 years ago,
16: <laughs> <laughs> if, I might, if I might say. <laughs> Maybe. You know, every time when I came to Israel, my mother, that's, she, she, my English is for my mother. She's British. Ah. She asked me, did you speak in English or in Hebrew? I told her in English. She said, oh, this is thanks to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, everything is thanks to my mother. She passed away, two years, passed away two years ago, but everything is thanks to her.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Rav Yosef Tsvi rimon is in our studio. Tonight, you are going to be recognized by the One Israel Fund for your incredible work with uh, uh, Jab Katif. The One Israel Fund Gala Anniversary Dinner happens tonight uh, in New York City. You'll be receiving the Hakarata Tov Award. Mazal Tov to all the honorees who are part of this evening's dinner, and I'm sure you're honored to be recognized for this achievement this evening.
16: I'm telling you the truth. Uh, it doesn't bother me, the honor. I, I, I'm coming because uh, they helped Gush Katif, and everyone yeah. that helps, I, uh, I have also a karatatov to be with them and to... Uh, continue, VeZlat Hashem, helping Am Israel. You are the new and mayor. I need your help with this. You're the newly
0: appointed rosh yeshiva of Machon right? Is that the accurate? Rosh
16: uh, yes. Say it again, mayor. Say it again.
9: I believe the title is Rosh bet midrash, right? midrash. Rosh bet midrash.
16: Rosh batei midrash and Machonlev and Rosh campus. Yes.
9: Right. Machon has an official rosh yeshiva, and I believe it's Rav Zamenachem Yigol. No, no, it's not today. Not anymore.
16: No. no. Okay. Now it's it rosh yeshiva thing. and rosh itzbof. I mean, uh-huh. it's the same. Rosh yeshiva rosh uh, batei midrash. It's the same. And uh, and that means that
0: all the things that you continue to do, which is amazing, is you're a rabbi in Alon Shavuot, and uh, with Jab Katif, and you're writing Sfarim uh, that are used all around the world constantly, and some of them are just, I mean, all of them are incredible, but some have made an impact on me and many people around me. But in addition to all this, you'll still find the time to be rush Beit Midrash at Machon Lev.
16: I hope that every morning, <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning, Till one o'clock, I'll uh, Machon Lev giving Shurim. Next year, Vezrat Hashem. Choshen Mishpat, Baba Metziah, in the beginning, Puzbul, uh, Shmitat Ksafim. You know, uh, when you start, when you understand that the main focus of your life is Torah, you get power for Chesed, for other things.
9: And today in Machon Lev, there are hundreds and hundreds of students. Uh,
16: thousands. Thousands of students. Oh, in the, All the different Right, um, right. I think 6,000, a lot of, and it's uh, boys and a campus of girls. It's a big... Uh, a high Hashem. school. Or... And Machon Lev, Baruch Hashem, it's like, similar to Yeshiva University here. So right. it's people that are going to uh, to learn science and other things and to uh, influence the Israeli society. Right. Pretty amazing. Um, did, did
0: did you spend some time in yeshiva taratzon? I spent a lot of time, Ma- many years, right? Many years, many years. And, and and did it did it get less around the time of the disengagement? Did job Khatif take you out of the yeshiva at that time?
16: I was in the beginning a student, and then a ram a rabbi in yeshiva. Right. Uh, also, after the disengagement, I continued, uh, although. It took time straight after the disengagement to deal with other things, but uh, still I uh, I was a ram and I continued and I think that always if you understand that your focus you do it well and this is my focus is Torah so then you have uh, koach to do other things and I think the yeshiva gave me koach to do also Job Katif and other things that we did then and that we are doing today. What can you tell us about Rav Lichtenstein? We've spent a lot of time on this show speaking
0: about his life. I, as you can imagine, there are many listeners in this audience who, even if they didn't know him well, felt a real connection to him. What can you add to everything we've said about him?
16: Well, wow. I didn't think to speak here on Ravier Rav Lichtenstein. Uh, it's difficult for me to speak to him because I was very close to him for the last 30 years. Uh, almost every day, I spoke to him as a Talmud, as a Rabbi in Yeshiva, and in the last nine years, he was a member in my community. In Alon In Alon When I came up to give a speech... You had to speak in front of a book, I thing? had to speak. It's, I have around 1,000 <laughs> people in my uh, shul, around <laughs> 70 rabbis, but Mori and he uh, Mori and Rabbi Lichtenstein <laughs> started every time met every speech started that way? Every speech. And uh, just to understand how special and how modest and anav is Rav Lichtenstein, when he came to my community, I went to give the first speech when he's there. I'm going up, and I see that Rav Lichtenstein stands. <sighs> I almost fainted. I didn't know what to do. So I started Bershut Mori Veravi, and afterwards I came to him and told him, Rav, you can't stand for me. So said, what do you mean? You are the rabbi here. You are Ma'ar De'atra. And a day before, I told the chazan, the Shliach Tzibur, wait in 18 to Rav Lichtenstein. Rav Lichtenstein came to me and said, please, don't wait for me. I'm not the rabbi here. You are the rabbi. They should wait for you. So I told him, I told him, I'm going to make with you a deal. I'll tell the chazan not to wait for you, but never, ever stand for me. So he agreed, he got the deal, and Baruch Hashem, but his modesty, Shabbat Shalom, when people come to say Shabbat Shalom, every Shabbos he came to say Shabbat Shalom, so I saw the people, and when I saw Rav Lichtenstein start to coming to me, I left everyone and I escaped, ran away, to go and say Shabbat Shalom to Mori VeRavi to, to one of G'dolei Ador, Rav Lichtenstein, and I think Rav Lichtenstein is, was someone, you know, sometimes people don't understand, when you speak on G'dolei Ador, Rav who, who who gets to this category of G'dolei Ador? You know, you have the, the ticket to go to this group, Rav Eliyoshi, Rav Ovadia Yosef. Who goes? So first of all, you need to be someone that knows all the Torah Kula. I mean, Rav Dixenstein, everywhere you asked him, doesn't matter with Sugia if it's Nezikim, Kochim, Tarot, Shas, he knew everything on the spot in lambdes With in him, with... It's something unbelievable that few people in the door that, that, know everything. And of course, his davening, his irachamayim, his anove, his uh, sensitivity, his tefillah. This was some, it was amazing. And on each thing here, I can say so many stories. Every day, I feel all the time, Rav Dirkensen is with, with me, because all the time I, I know, oh, here he did this, he did this. And also, if he didn't know, I know what he wanted me to do. And it's a, uh, it's amazing, but it's also maybe frightening.
0: Wow, unbelievable!
16: JM a.m. in the a.m.
0: of Yosef Tzvi Rimon is visiting us here today as we uh, commemorate Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chavron. You've brought some of your amazing svarim with you, and I thank you. I told you that's my favorite beer Those of you who are looking for a bencher, <laughs> which is who published the bencher, who published
16: the beer cone? The Alacha Center, Alacha Education Center. Is it available in the United States? Available, and, yes. Is it around? People can find it? It's around in stores and always uh, online. You can find it. Ilaha Education Center. All the books you can uh, find there it online. It's incredible.
0: And you, uh, and I, we know about your book on Shemitah. We know that your Haggadot,
16: and there's more than one Haggadah, right? How many are there total? This is the main Haggadah, but I wrote uh, right. another book on the, all the halachical issues. And another family, and another children, agada. So. Right.
0: so there's a lot. And I noticed those are all on Amazon, by the way. So you know how Pesach is a universal holiday, <laughs> so it made it to Amazon. And then your Shemitah book is very, very timely, because now we're in a year of Shemitah, Nachon, right? Right, right. And that, that must be... Uh, what would you say to the average non-Israeli? Shemitah is easier to keep than you think, or it's more difficult to keep than you think. What would you say to people who are afraid? Oh my gosh, if I was in Israel right now, I wouldn't know what to do with the fruit, with the vegetables, how to do it, where to eat, what to do. What would you say to someone who's coming to Israel?
16: I, you know, to speak on Shemitah, it's dangerous to start with I me know. now. But, can say that again. But <laughs> I'll just, I have to say one thing, you know. Rashi, Rambam, they wrote so much on Shemitah. They didn't have the privilege to eat one apple of Kdusha, should we eat? You know, Kdusha in fruit, in vegetable, in, 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 at all, in all, uh, uh, our food is just in Bet HaMikdash, in the temple. For 2000 years, Jews didn't have the privilege to have holy food. Well, back in Israel, you know, when I hold the, the, the first cucumber of shmita in, in, in my hand this year, it almost fell from my hands. I was shaking. We have the privilege to have Kedushat to be in Eretz Israel, Medinat Israel. If you look on Shemitah as a punishment that, sh- I have to, to, to deal with Kedushat Shvit, what I'll do? Then you'll have a difficult year. But if you feel, wow, I have Kedushat Shvit, it's amazing. What amazing privilege. You just wait for another and another... A vegetable or, or apple or fruit of Dusatchvita and all your 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 home will become wow in Shemitah.
0: Unbelievable. Great message. Uh we have to go to some of the sounds of nineteen sixty seven which we will. Um you said that some of your Svarims, some of your books are being used in schools right here in the United States. They're in English and they're being used here. Which ones are being used here? Which ones have become popular here?
16: we Our goal is to write also Halakha and also Yadut. We are working now on Mishnah and Gemara and Emunah, to do it interesting, deeply, but user-friendly, that everyone would like it, from the sources. You know, you can learn mathematics, physics, seriously. Why shouldn't you learn Halakha like this? It's much more interesting, much much more touching. And the book now that is learned in a lot of schools, 12 schools in the United States, and a lot of places in the world, in uh, Australia, in Brazil, a lot of places is Kashru's book, right. teaching all the things from the sources till your kitchen. <laughs> and next year, Be'ezrat Hashem, Shabbos book, there are a lot of, either uh, Crown and SAI and a lot of schools that are, it's starting in Ramaz, that are teaching those, those books. And Be'ezrat Hashem, I hope that it will bring, I know already, the schools tell us that, it, it I, The Crown said the best thing from this time, they started school. And, the, the students are touched. They love to learn Halakha. And if they keep Halakha, bring it closer to be in all our Yahadut, to be in our gavayudit Yehudit, Hashem.
0: If teachers and principals want to see something about these books, where do they go? What website do they go to?
16: Everything, Halacha Education Center. And they'll be touched there. They can be touched, in touch with me. And, uh, and we have also a team that helps them. It's not just a teacher guide. It's, uh, uh we're, doing, ishtalmu uh, to teach all the teachers and, eh, uh, vezratashem. In a few years, I hope we'll have from Kita Aleph till Bet on all those issues of halacha and yadut. If people want is this, to support is this job. Your website? halachaed.org? Right. halachaed.org. Right. en right. if
9: you want it
0: in English. halachaed.org. You can check it out. Uh, if people want to, um, uh, support
16: job katif, can they still do so? They can still do so. How we do they have, that? Uh, Another year, uh, they can go on their website, the best thing, JobKatif, and then they'll see how to we- uh, and donate. And we have tax deductible in the States, in Israel, so right. we need your help. And I'll just tell you that now, because JobKatif was so successful, and I said, Kodosh Baruch Hu gave me to help those people, we have to help other people. So now we're starting a new project to help Ethiopians, to help other people that have uh, emotional uh, problems. And it's unbelievable because Job Katif today, I think, is the most professional to help people that are not the standard. You know, someone maybe is over 40, maybe has other problems to, to help all of them to become a part of society by working and bringing happiness back to, to their life. Rav Rimon, an absolute honor to have you here.
0: Mazal Tov on tonight. You'll be at the One Israel Fun Gala. I'm sure many of our listeners will be there. Information about the books we spoke about. Uh, mazal Tov on your appointment at Machon Lev. Um, best regards to everybody in Alon, in Alon- Schwutz. <laughs> what, what am I forgetting from every accomplishments, Mayor?
16: Eagle cigar. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he knows Eagle <laughs> cigar. So you really have all the protection you. you need I in Israel. I gave now his uh, wife, Rivka Siegel. I gave him the, OU you and she on the. Structure of the Agada before Pesach was Baruch Hashem, very nice on English. So, you know, you're you keeping me busy also in Israel. I see that. Very nice. <laughs> we need
0: to clone him. My <laughs> sister-in-law, Rifki has an amazing program that she runs in Israel. Mayor Weingarten. Uh, we're, we're going to try to come back to our Rimon for a couple of minutes. But first, we owe the, our listeners a look back at 1967. Remind everybody what we're going to be listening to. We're
9: going to listen to the uh, sounds, actual sounds, as they took place, as uh, the... Uh, Israeli army entered the old city and sovereignty was returned to the city of Yerushalayim, especially to Har Habayit, for the first time in over 1,800 years. And we begin with um, Motagor, who was commander, who was uh, perched atop the area called the Mir Peset near Beit Orot. Our friends uh, at Beit Orot always take us there, where he was able to see the entire battlefield and the forces of uh, the Tsanchanim, the paratroopers, we're making their way down that Reches, that Mount, and into the valley, and then into the Lion's Gate. So uh-huh. the first thing we're gonna hear is Motagur, who is giving his charge to the troops, um before they begin the, before they begin the battle. <laughs> I'm going They will have the uh, concluding uh, ceremony, if you will, for the soldiers Al Harachava, which I believe he meant on Har Habayit, and
16: ultimately uh, that that happened. Um, you know they were on Har Abayt, and they were they searching for the Kotel. Yes, it's we... it's the first yes. Kapandria that you are. We've mentioned it many yes, times over the years. Are yes. the Kotel, you, you are trying to search, you understanding the Har Abayt. Yes.
0: The <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of frustration in Jewish history. Yes, we're, we're, <laughs> this we is are, among them. <laughs> we, we are your allies on this issue.
9: Yes, we have discussed this, and we sympathize with the cause. What can I tell yes, you? Yes, yes, and and we've analyzed many times uh, why we think that happened. And after giving it a lot of thought and reading a lot about it, I believe that the two things. One is. They weren't ready for this. Even Rav Gorin admitted the night before when he was asked uh, a question, he said, "Don't talk about it. I don't know. You know, whatever." So it was. There was a lot of confusion. They just weren't ready, emotionally, spiritually, in every which way. Number two, what does everybody remember? All the people, the older people that were there, the generals of Gorin, they didn't know anything about Har harbay They remembered the Kotel. That was what. Right. tugged at their heartstrings. So they couldn't understand, Rav Gorin did, but everybody else didn't understand the awesomeness of the fact that we're coming to Harabite and we don't need, so to speak, the Kotel anymore, which replaced Harabite when we couldn't access it. So that's where they went to. Okay, what do we have next? They're going to enter the Shar Harayot, the, the Lion's Gate. There's a burning uh, bus in the... In the gate itself. So they had, it was very hot and they had to go around it and jump and crawl and whatever it was, but they <laughs> did. And, uh, you'll hear both the banging of the opening of the gate where they banged through it and then the, the, he's describing how they continue through that. <laughs> And you hear the shooting in the
17: background?
6: The <laughs> continues. Autobus <laughs> Chauffeur Hom is they're
9: getting further and further into the uh, old city. And um, as, he, as we now have heard the other recording, Rivgarin is at the front. Marching, and as he's marching, he is doing the job of, I think, the Kohen Meshuach Melchamai, is encouraging the soldiers. So here is the sounds of Rav Goran yelling out psukim for the soldiers to say Amen and to, to read it with him. <laughs>
6: Wow.
9: and and there's more of that by the way later on I found that he, he constantly he, would, he was yelling and having the soldiers answer after him and now as uh, Rav Ramon said and as we've mentioned every year they end up at the Kotel which is where Rav Gorin um um Blows the chauffeur and so forth. So here is the Yanu
17: So
9: now there's a new part that we're gonna add. We have time? We have a couple minutes. Go okay. Ahead. There's something called the Pekudat Hayom. I'm not sure exactly how to translate it, but but in the army they have the the commander sort of gives out a uh, declaration to the soldiers of the day, and this is Rav Gorin composed a special declaration of the day in which he speaks about the bravery and he speaks about the historic the historic role that they have played in liberating you and he says by the way be and and so forth he mentions all those things so here
18: we go זה יום כיווינו לו נגילה ונשמחה בשועדו חזון כל הדורות נתגשם לינינו עיר האלוהים מקום המקדש הר הבית והכותל המערבי סמל הגולה המשיחית של העם היום על גיבורי צבא הגנה לישראל קיימתם היום הזה את שבועת הדורות אם יש ירושלים תשכח ימיני ואכן Loschachn uhta, jaw ushalai mirakodesh, beiti partenu, veiminchem hayale israel, yamina shen asta eta heila ze. Lev mi lo yagnen velo ytsalt, reshima churat geulazo. Meata tuchim, shage tium ve ushalai ma'tika, ve darke ha kotel ha garbi litfilat, bania bania undi shachareah.
0: We have to get to the part where he not only blows the chauffeur but then remembers those who have fallen. Okay, Can we here. do that quickly
18: yeah, before sure. we wrap up? אל (laughs) מלאי רחמים שוכן במרומים המצאי מנוחה נכונה על כנפי השכינה במהלות קדושים גיבורים ותורים כזו הרעקיה מהירים ומאזירים Leni šmo chalejzwa al Izra še na Be má cha zot Nedoj we Izra Weše na al dušataše, Ac weši, wetramikda, Har bat בישראלים ישראלים בקנאים בגני נוחותם מנוחתם, באל רחמים יזכירים לשיתר כנפנפים מומינים ויתר ויתר חכמים. זה יש פנים El
11: amduleko
0: There it is, the sounds of 1967. On this 48th, what was yesterday, on the 28th of E.R., the 48th anniversary of the reunification of Yerushalayim. Today, the 48th anniversary of the uh, rededication of the Jewish community of Hebron. Uh, Mayor, I thank you as usual. Thank you. Pretty amazing. Harav, Rimon, any final thoughts as we conclude our Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chavron, and really a Yom for the entire Gush. Without these days, there would be no Jewish presence likely in the area of Gush Etzion.
16: Yes, there are a lot of thoughts. First of all, you know, I I wrote two books for the army soldiers. And uh, I think although they have no something like they had then with Jerusalem, but we have such special army in Israel. We have special soldiers. I'm with them so much. They phone me and to hear the, the questions of army soldiers say, wow, no army like Tzal in the world. Uh-huh. If in the, the wartime I can get questions on tefillah, I can get questions on Tfilin and I can get more questions that for some people maybe it can seem foolish right. that, uh, that, uh, uh, a soldier phones me, in, is in Gaza in an empty house, and he asks if he can charge his cell phone in the Arab house there because <laughs> the battery is finished who would ask a question like this, it's also that we are paying the, they don't, they, <laughs> the right. physically.
0: Israeli electric
16: bill but, <laughs> but uh, searching the world for another soldier, I mean the child is the most small soldier so uh, it's an uh, army and Be'ezrat Hashem Tadaraba, I hope
0: to see you in Israel very soon. Mazal Tov on tonight. Rav Yosef Tzfiri visiting us here at and on this very special day. Achein Sir Yisrael Achli Achim brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners, sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Today's Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Hevron special, dedicated to the memory of Benjamin Ben Moshe, Mr. Benjamin Leban, Thank you to the Leban family. The yard site today, the 14th yard site and the 29th of ER. Tomorrow, of course, we're back with plenty. Mayor obviously has prepared a recorded version of the Israel show. It's going to be next featuring, I'm sure, musical some,
9: tribute. Say Yushala, again? A musical tribute to and Chevron.
0: All right, musical tribute to and Chevron coming up next at and 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 or, dot org. Or. Till next time, Nachum Sigel reminding you remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.